Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Take for Take podcast. It is Tuesday, April 25th. As always, I'm Austin. We got Gage holding it down from the 513 today. First time uh, in a while. Trent, Gage, boys, how we doing? What's up, Austin? Glad to be back. back. It's draft week, baby. Yep, back in the city for the first time in a while. Uh, before we get a brutal softball loss. I, I was just about to say. Yeah. Before we get started, how are how are the boys digesting last night's L? Not well. Be honest with you, bro. I had I had rough time getting to sleep. I was thinking about it a lot. If I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> it was brutal. It's one of those games that like you, you know that we were better. That's oh why, yeah, that's why it's annoying. That's why it's frustrating. Yeah, but, uh, the opportunity was just handed to us on a fucking golden platter. We did nothing with it. But it is what it is. You live and you learn. Boys, it's draft week. It is arguably one of the best weeks of the year. Best week in the NFL year, in my opinion. But how we feeling about the draft? We'll get into it a little bit later. But initial thoughts. Any excitement? I'm, I'm I'm excited for the draft. It's one of my I, I think I said it before in this pod, but like it's one of my favorite sports days of the year, if not my favorite. So, um, I just love it. I love the team construct. I love the building. Um, I love how everything fits together. So, watching, I'll be locked in. Oh yeah, we'll be too. Later. Are you a big fan of? Just the NFL draft or NBA draft as well, or uh, a lot. I mean, I like the NBA draft, but it doesn't really compare because just because like the NBA draft, after you get past the you know first eight or nine picks, it's almost like these guys. It's a fifty-fifty shot at if they even make the league really after like a couple yeah. of years. In the NFL, like you're you're gra- drafting quality starters fourth round that are going to like impact your team like look at the Seahawks this past year who got Reek Wolin um else they draft my NFL brain's not even on but they basically rebuilt their team from the middle rounds of the draft and um made the playoffs so it, it's crazy how fast you, an NFL draft can change your trajectory as a team so it's just awesome to, to kind of think about did they get the running back from Michigan State yeah, yeah Ken Walker. Yeah. I know. See, yeah, and they they drafted somebody else, Kobe Bryant. That was their first Kobe round Bryant. pick, eighth, eighth overall. Oops. Didn't they draft Kobe Bryant first overall, or in their with their first round pick? No, no, no. They had he was like a third rounder, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. I'm tripping. But point is, it's draft week. Best, arguably the best. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll it'll tune in like or click on like Thursday morning. But um, NBA playoffs are full swing. Um, every game is four games, or every series is four games deep right now, I believe. Um, as we're recording this, the Celtics up 3-1 are beating the Hawks by 10. Gage, I see you got it on in the background. Um, yeah. This series is fucking all, uh, poopy. Yeah, I think we all kind of expected a, a result like this for this series in particular um there are quite a few series that we had some ice cold takes on that we'll get to in a little bit but yeah. um yeah i think the i think the boston atlanta series is 
is kind of going according to plan, um, at least from our end. Yeah, I was talking to um, Trent. I think it was in one of our group chats last night, actually, that the the Nuggets and Timberwolves play tonight, and that's a series that I honestly forgot was going on. It's because it's because every game is at ten thirty p.m. Yeah. So it's weird. I feel like the Nuggets all every time they're in the playoffs, they're playing while everyone's in bed on the on the east eastern time zone. So easy to forget. That series is going on. Plus, it, I mean, it's it's been a solid. I mean, the Nuggets are fun to watch, in my opinion. But um, they should they should clean that one up in five. Yeah, every one of these series to that are happening tonight while we're recording are three one. Celtics up three one. Nuggets up three one. Suns up three one. Yeah, and, and Gage, you're right about the cold takes because those will be coming. But I do want to brag about. Um, I guess one of my good takes was the Celtics. Um, I told you. I told. I said on the pod that you'd be safe in them to win in four or five. Yeah. Both. Um, and that they're going to finish this off in five tonight. No, DeJounte Murray. You guys see he got suspended for, like, chest bumping that rep. Yeah, I saw so, that. Bro, I'm looking at it right now. Every series, every series but Warriors-Kings is 3-1. Yeah. Wow. And it's the... Let's see. Yeah, Heat up 3-1, Knicks up 3-1, Lakers, Celtics, Nuggets, Suns, all up 3-1. Is the, is the Heat series the one that stands out the most to you guys, or is there something else that is catching your eye? That one and, um, honestly, Nick the Knicks-Cavs series. Yeah, I was like, going to say, because we were talking about that before it even started, and... and the market had Cleveland, I think, at minus like two ten. Yeah. For the series, um, and we were both. I think we were all on Cleveland to win the series. Yep. Um, but yeah, looking back at it, the 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 value there was just was all New York. But yeah, yeah. that's you know talking about cold takes. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely one I want back. It's just I'm just, I mean I'm I'm kind of shocked honestly like I picked the Cavs in five obviously that was my worst pick of the of the whole playoffs have impressed me in terms of um I don't even know like they, they're just a tough fucking team you know they're like like they're just they're tougher right now the Knicks or the Cavs that's my and obviously we're not making shots as as a Cavs fan like it's brutal to watch but. Toughness stands out, and the resilience stands out, and they're beating us to the glass. Um, they've got some tough motherfuckers on that team, and it, it stems from their coach. It's a coaching mismatch too in this series, um, but it was his coaching circles around staff. So I think the Cavs could win game game five at home, but I don't. The way they've been playing, I, I don't see them in New York and and having a chance in that game so as much as i would like to call a 3-1 comeback it's kind of our thing <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen this time around yeah so. brunson's balling out bro the entire series he's been hooping i think the Cavs last last game um first time all year out of any nba team um first team held under 80 points um all season long i think they I think they only put up seventy nine. Yeah, game three they lost. Correctly. Game three they lost ninety nine seventy nine. Yeah. At home. No, I'm tripping. No, it was, it in, was, New was in New York. Yeah, it was in New 
two two one one one. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to. Those fans in the Mecca during the playoffs are just are, are just different. I think I said that on the last pod. Um, going to New York is just a whole different ball game. But um, I kind of want to ask you guys about the the Miami series and how surprising that is that the last seed after one of the playing games going up against the best team, arguably in the NBA, the best record in the NBA during the regular season, and the number one overall seed in the East. Um, I think Jimmy Jimmy Butler's performance last night was I was watching TNT um, after the game after what game ended last night late can't remember but um with Chuck and Ernie all those guys and they were saying how that was one of the best playoff performances of all time that they've ever seen yeah I don't know if you guys watched that at all or not but I watched I watched the beginning of it but I did go back and kind of watch it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Watched it this morning after everything. Jimmy Butler is—I don't even know the word I would use to describe him because he's like another bad motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker. He's—he's—he's he's, he's like undervalued, but at times he's perfectly valued. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. Imagine if you put his—imagine if you put his like mindset, brain, and trans transplanted into. Why Leonard's brain? I guess. Like, this the difference in mentality. Playoff Jimmy is a real thing. Yeah. It is. He's a a killer. He's one of those guys that you wish you had on your team because he's one of those guys that won't shy away from the moment. Um, I mean, he had fifty six points on twenty, like twenty six shots. Like that's uh, that's unheard of. His efficiency was unreal. Yeah, nineteen nineteen of twenty eight. 56 rebounds or 56 rebounds 56 56 points 9 rebounds and 2 assists 15 of 18 from the line crazy yeah that but but somehow Milwaukee's only plus 115 to I was I was gonna have you guys guess that I was gonna have you guess that they're plus 150 wait what is it plus or minus they're no they're plus 115 as of last night it might have changed but what no, to yeah, to win the today. series? So they're yeah. they're basically even odds to win the series at this point. But I think like the thing is that the the odd makers are thinking here is no way they lose game five, right? I think they're I think they're eleven point favorites in Miami tomorrow night, um, or in Milwaukee tomorrow night, and then you would think if they get the job done in Miami, no way they lose game seven at home. So all they have to do is get to Miami. And I think all the pressure in the world is going to be put on Miami that game because knowing if they drop this one at home, they have to travel back to Milwaukee and try to win a game seven against the number one seed in front of those fans. So the, yeah. the, the odds are so weird, but you just think if they win this next game, all they have to do is win in Miami and then they probably close it out at home. But that's yeah. shocking. You got to think, like, they're 11-point favorites in game five at home. Probably still six point favorites. Oh, easy, on the road. easy, yeah. They were seven and a half last night. Yeah, so I guess if it, it makes sense if you just think about parlaying three favorites at minus eleven, minus eleven, and minus seven. I guess we'll call it get you to, to about even odds. So yeah, I guess it makes sense, but it. I mean, it is. Yeah. I I wanted. I I thought Milwaukee would. 
thought Milwaukee and Boston was was a coin toss to come out of the East. Yeah. So it's it's kind of shocking to see this, especially with no Tyler Hero too. Right. Or uh, Olin Depot. Done for a year. Yeah. Or our guy uh, Duncan Robinson coming back from the fucking dead. Hooping, bro. Yeah, he's been shooting lights out. Bubble yeah, Duncan. Bubble Duncan. Like two years. He was elite in the bubble. Oh, that's it. He got a bag too. He got like fifty-six million, and he hasn't played since. He's been buried on the bench. Bro, hundred and thirty, hundred and twenty-two, hundred and twenty-one, and hundred and nineteen is what the Miami has scored in these four games. I mean, it's shocking because they were they were the lowest-rated offensive efficiency team in the whole play into the playoffs. The whole yeah, yeah. the whole playoffs. Yeah, in like, like the third worst in like the NBA in terms of offense. <laughs> I mean, horrible it's, at offense. Yeah, it's insane to watch, bro. Um, <laughs> what other? Austin, I know you said you're you're really intrigued by the Golden State Sacramento series. What what's kind of stood out to you there? Just how good Sacramento's young guys are. <laughs> like they're the youngest yeah. team. They're the youngest team in the playoffs, for, and I believe one of the youngest in the NBA. And they're so fucking good, bro. De'Aaron Fox is elite, and they're they're, they're so fun to watch, bro. They're they're so fun to watch. This is really the only series that I've been like, I'm not gonna say like hardcore tuned in because that would be a lie, but it's like, it's the, really the only series I care about right now, and that I will actually like watch a little bit of. Well, like you said, it's the only series that's not three one. So. Right. I mean, it's. I mean, they're Harrison Barnes jump shot away from being up 3 yeah. 1. That's they, true. And, like, that last possession, yeah. that last possession was horrible. Fox just dribbled around for 15 seconds or whatever it was and then had, a, had to kick it out. He had a fractured, uh, fractured index finger. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I just. Which, yeah, really. He's playing, though. He is going to play, he said. Yeah. Um, he said no yeah. ifing, but. They're just fun. Gonna, I mean, it's on a shooting hand. That's going to affect him. I mean, he'll play. He won't do a whole lot, though. I think he's it's just going to and He won't be shooting. He might be driving and passing. He shouldn't be shooting anyway after that fucking shot. Put a hole in the side of the rim. Who? Barnes. I was talking about Fox. Hmm. I didn't know, know Fox fractured his finger. I thought you were talking about Barnes. No, Fox fractured his finger. Which is. When did he do it? Did he do it? Did he do it during Game Four? Yeah, he did it last game. I don't know when during the game. I was saying because end game he was shooting the ball just fine. That's true. Maybe maybe punch the. Punch the wall, running back into the locker. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the take on uh, ESPN from. Nick Wright, I don't know if you guys, you guys know who Nick Wright is. Sometimes he has freezing cold takes, and others he has piping hot takes. But he was uh He's with Fox, he though, about ain't he? the Warriors. What's that? He's with Fox, though, ain't he? Uh, oh, yeah, he is with FS1. Yeah, yeah. But he he was kind of um, talking about the Warriors I see these past, like, the past decade, damn near. Um and talking about how they've been bailed out so many times in these series due to injuries to key guys. Um, yeah, I, I like saw with, something. Yeah. 
like with the Kawhi Leonard getting hurt because Adam Pachulia took his legs out, um, Kyrie Irving getting hurt. There were there were like three other examples, and it kind of lined up perfectly to this year with Fox getting hurt. Obviously, he's coming back, and that's not going to be anything to question now. But he had a point where like like this team's been on the brink of elimination so many times, and then just out of the blue the star player on the other team goes out and they go on to win the title. So it was kind of like lining up to be that same way this year. Um, especially if Barnes would hit that shot, like you said, Austin would have been up 3-1 heading back to Sacramento, like in a closeout game at home in front of those fans. Like that would have been yeah. that's right. crazy. Yeah, it would have been a completely different um, like dynamic of the series but, than it is now. Yeah, but I mean, it changes the entire series. Some flowers yeah. on that. I said uh, Sacramento game one, Golden State for the series, and it, it's kind of panning out to look like that now. But yeah, that's a really intriguing one for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think whoever wins Game Five, whoever wins Game Five, will probably take the series. Um, I think yeah, if Golden State goes up three two, I don't see them losing at home. I really don't see them losing at home, regardless in Game Six. Yeah, uh, they're not they're not losing Game Six. It, it's gonna. Be- I think it's gonna if if Fox is like good to go in terms of like he's not like severely limited. I think the Kings can bounce back and win Game Five. They're not gonna win Game Six, and then they'll set up an epic Game Seven, and I think the Warriors will find a way to win the game because that's kind of what they do. So yeah, I mean um, he he said Fox is quoted saying. For me right now, it's just a tolerance of comfort of how comfortable the pad is on my finger, making sure that I can shoot the ball. He said, as we got going late in the game, the pain started to go away. I feel like I could do my normal shot. I think I'll be good to go. So. And he could still create, like, he could still be really impactful without yeah. shooting just because of his speed and, and stuff like that. Right. So. And I, I just think Sabonis so has been the big thing for me in that series. Like, he's been rich. Yeah. Um, which is, like, I mean, he was dominant during the regular season, and he's he's always been a really good player. Like, I've always been kind of a Sabonis fan. Um, that, that Sabonis for Halliburton trade, which everyone kind of made fun of at the time, I kind of defended. I was like, Sabonis is a really good player. Like, I've seen him play. He's an all-star. Yeah. yeah. And he was dominant this year. He led the NBA in rebounds. But he kind of looks like a... He looks very soft going against Draymond. So it's... I mean, I wouldn't say... I mean... I he's, think he's played like a pussy. He's not scoring He's not scoring the way you, he normally does, but he damn near had a triple-double on Sunday. Four, 14. Yeah, he played like a pussy. He, he, he's not... He's rattled, you can tell. Yeah. And like Draymond freaking out. Like Draymond did you guys see Draymond? So we haven't obviously talked since the he got Yeah. I was I was gonna avoid it, but let's let's just do it. And then and then he gets comes back. He comes back for game four. So he got suspended for game three, comes back for game four, immediately gets a technical foul. Yeah. Just like a, one minute into the into his he could check he came off the bench. Gets a tee. I can't stand then, fucking Draymond Green. Yeah, bro. and then he should have got another tee. He's screaming at Sabonis after blocking him. Yeah, screaming in his face. 
and the ref just kind of like looks the other way. So I can't fucking I stand him, dude. At, home. at 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 this point, what? Go ahead, Austin. No, I was just gonna say at this point, I don't even waste breath on him anymore. Speaking of uh, players being rattled, how about Dylan Brooks, <laughs> man, in that series and how that how the tables have absolutely turned for Memphis and uh, the Grizzlies after all that LeBron slander from from Brooks. Bro, what do, what do he say? He said something that was like the media portrays me to be a villain. Like I don't know why everybody hates me or something like that. Yeah, no, but <clears throat> I saw a stat like since he's called LeBron old, he. I think like the last three games, he scored 18 points, shooting like three of 20 from three, and the Grizzlies have lost every game since. And he's like minus 14 point differential while he's on the floor. Yeah. So and, Bron- and they're down three one. And they're down three one. And Bron just put up a fucking 2020 on him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was his first 2020 in his career. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this fucking clown, dude. He played For any of us. 41 minutes on Monday. And he scored 11 points. <laughs> yeah. Are any of us uh, surprised by the outcome of that series so far? I think we all had the Lakers. Um, but kind of just looking at it as like a, a seven seed, kind of going up 3-1 or a two seed, it can kind of be eye-opening. But I think we all kind of saw that coming, though. Yeah, it, it's eye-opening, like you said. But I'm not really surprised. I mean, when when the Lakers are healthy, they I personally think they can play with anybody. But. I don't remember who I who I picked, but I definitely didn't think this would happen. Like, I, this is definitely another miss for me. I thought I think I said the Lakers in seven, just because I trust LeBron in a game seven. But I thought this I thought this would be way, way more competitive. I was surprised the Grizzlies lost game one. I know Ja got hurt, but they they the only game that they won, Ja hasn't played. Right. And if you look back at like last year's playoffs, they they did well without Ja. Um, as well. Yeah. So, who knows with that situation? But I still thought the Grizzlies would put up a better. I thought they. I don't know. I just thought this would go seven, and it doesn't look like it's going to go seven. So. No. Yeah, I was talking to a buddy last night. It, it. It. I feel like it doesn't matter what seed Bron and his team has in the playoffs. Like it, it's just a matter of fact of like getting like getting there. And no matter what seat they have, like they got a shot of, of making a run with the with the goat on their team. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh Lakers possibly Lakers Golden State in the second round of the Western Conference. Like that that'd be yeah. a hell of a series. Yeah. It, I th- what I saw the other day was like the perfect representation of how that series has gone. It was I think it was the end of the third quarter and Jaw tried to take a mid range jump shot at the buzzer and Anthony Davis blocked him. And Bron like right into LeBron's hands, and he turned around and threw up like a three quarter shot, and he made at the end of the, at the, end of the fourth. Like, at the, I would have won it at the end of the game, yeah. And he just yeah. turned around and a shot that didn't even matter, and he fucking made it from three quarters court. Yeah, that was like the perfect representation of how that series has gone, bro. Is yeah. the Lakers have dominated? So that I mean that we're looking get ahead of ourselves but i think we both think the lakers finish that series off and then um i think we all think the warriors will find a way to win i don't think series you think the kings will win yeah i said it last time we were on here i said kings were gonna win and i I don't i don't put it past them i mean two more home yeah i mean two more home games i mean yeah they can they can play two more games at home All all you gotta do is win um 
was it they play Wednesday. You gotta win Wednesday and you get a guaranteed game seven at home. So Well Gage, I know this is right up your alley, but um if the Lakers close out the the Grizzlies get out a Warriors Kings game seven, you think the NBA steps in, make sure the Warriors and they so they get the that Braun Curry matchup round two. I know I know that's that's speaking to you a little bit. They get the call to give us a rematch. Yeah. yeah. Um Scott Foster on the call? I don't know, but like you said, I, I, I'm scared if it goes game seven and it goes to Sacramento with just how piss poor the Warriors are on the road. Um like I don't they Yeah, they didn't they didn't win any of the two first road road games, right? They went two no. and then two. Yeah. Yeah, see that I, that that's concerning. I think this is a huge game, um, huge game five. Like like we've all been saying, I think whoever wins this has a really good shot of um, uh, of closing that series out. But I don't know, Brian and Curry in the second round, you just don't hear that. You always think of them playing against each other in the finals. So it'd be it'd be fun for sure. It'd be a hell of a series. I don't even know who would be favored to win that series. I'd probably think they'd give the edge to Golden State just for the home court advantage. Yeah. <laughs> um, only yeah. only series we haven't touched on. Or no, there's two. Is this series gonna piss me off if you say that? Phoenix and LA. Yeah, yeah, it's just so let down. Like, what could have been? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, just I I just don't like I I don't know Kawhi like Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, I don't know the situation, but it's just. They, it looks. It sounds like he does. Like his his teammates don't even know. Like Lou, I don't know if you guys saw Ty Lou's quote, where he was just like they were asking him like if he has a chance to come back or something, or if he's how he's doing. And Ty Lue just sounded like, well, it must be pretty serious if he can't play. Like he's got no idea. It sounds no. like. so. It sounds like Kawhi just like shoots him a text like a couple hours before the game. Like, hey man, can't can't tonight. So it's just like. I don't know. I, I just think of like other athletes that, like, you think Michael Jordan would ever be like, oh, I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm gonna sit the, the series out. Uh, it just, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way a little bit, and it, and it honestly sucks as a fan too when you're looking at a competitive series like that, and especially the way he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Like he was dominating them, and looking like like prime Kawhi Leonard. So I don't know, man. Yeah, as a as a Russ fan, I love to see it because Prime Russ is finally coming out and scoring thirty points a game in this series and whatnot. But yeah, I think this was like one of the most anticipated matchups of the first round. Um, like before coming in, obviously PG not being there kind of kind of tarnished that what or whatnot. But yeah, the like I said, the the what could have been factor of this series was like something that all NBA fans could could look forward to, but. Yeah, I think Phoenix closes it out tonight, and then Phoenix Denver in a, in a series next 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 round would be crazy as well. Yeah, I mean that Western Conference, <clears throat> the Western Conference semis could be could be yeah, insane yeah. <laughs> if we get LA or if uh yeah if we get LA and Golden State to close out. But I mean, looking at the East, like Philly, and then if Boston closes it out tonight, like that. And that they're they're big rivals all year. Like they, every game they've played has been good. Yeah, for years now. So yeah, I mean, even I um, what's it called a uh, a Heat 
Knicks. I mean, just saying that they they closed out like the two underdogs, and I think those teams match yeah. up really, really well. But I'm t- if yeah, the, I love. If the Heat if, if the Heat win this series, I don't see I don't see the the Knicks beating them at all, and I I see them giving Boston a run for their money. I really do. I don't, dude. Playoff Jimmy has has grown on me. Well, that was the that was the Eastern Conference Finals last uh, last year. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. I just think without here because Heroes like out. Out right, he's out for the playoffs. Yeah. So, I just think that that would be tough with no hero. Duncan Robinson just keeps, you know, turning back the clock. I mean, they're doing um, it against arguably the the most dominant player in the league right now. Yeah, but I feel like Boston just has more. It's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have the, the Bucks have the best player, but Celtics got that, the best team. Yeah. Yeah, I think Celtics just have more dudes. Like, they have Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench. So, you know, he would start for damn near every other team in the, in the NBA. Like, he's a he's an all-star caliber player, and he just doesn't even start. So, yeah. they're loaded. Um, but I let still me, like... Let me ask you a question. If, uh, if Jimmy somehow gets a ring this year, you think there's going to be consideration of him being a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Sure. But without a ring, probably not, right? In my opinion, I don't think so. No, because he doesn't have the regular season numbers to back it up without a ring. I feel like everyone kind of gets into the NBA Hall of Fame though. I didn't uh I'm a scrub made it the other like <laughs> last year and I got really mad about it for a day. Doesn't Al Horford Jeremy Lynn. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the... Doesn't Al Horford have a couple rings, or am I tripping? Uh, I think you're tripping because he went from Atlanta to he was with OKC for a while. Philly to OKC to Boston. Boston. I don't know, but uh, I'm pretty sure. Like, is there even like an NBA Hall of Fame? I think there's just like a basketball Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure it's the, just the basketball hall of fame. They like they like they like get coaches in there. They get yeah. It's because it's college and uh, it's college pro men's and women's. There's no like difference. Oh yeah, Bob Huggins just got it uh, inducted last year. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, it's women's too. Like Swin Cash. Um. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys like made the hall of fame. Jack Sigma. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? We're probably shitting on him. He was probably an absolute stud whenever he played. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just looking at the last couple of years, and it seems like everybody's getting in here. Fair. Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops. Uh, he was, he was yeah. a dog. I, I actually have heard that name a lot, believe it or not. David Stern, 2014. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Rick Pitino. Our guy. No shot, Rick Pitino. Did he actually get in? Yeah, it must be from... Um, <laughs> I 
I guess his Louisville years, right? All, all the glory days. No, that wouldn't make sense. What did he coach before Louisville? Um, Saint, the East Coast, Saint right? John's. Wasn't it Saint John's? Is it Saint John's now? Stand by. I mean, this like they they're inducting referees too. They really need to like segment this Hall of Fame. He was with Louisville. Kentucky, didn't he coach Kentucky? Yeah, he was with Kentucky from 89 to 97. He was with the Celtics from 97 to 2001. Yeah, that then, wasn't, he, he wasn't good with the Celtics, I know that. No, nah, and then Louisville. <clears throat> but um, any, you guys got anything else to add on the playoffs? Russell got inducted in 2021 as a coach. Who did? Bill Russell, mm. but as a coach. Who the fuck he, he's in, in there as a player and then as there as a coach. Who did he coach for? I think he was like a player coach in like the sixties. Pete Rose. Yeah. I'm good on on playoff talk. I just think it's it's lived up to the hype so far, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree, and I'm not I even a big basketball guy. Next going to be the like just looking ahead to those those two series in the West, um, and then Celtics Sixers. Although I think the Celtics will win that, um, it'll be it'll be fun to watch the Philly lose. I don't really like watching them play. I, <laughs> I can't stand Harden. So, um, get your popcorn ready. Pretty nice, but um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, let's uh let's dive into draft talk. What uh, what really we've been chopping at the bit to get at. Before we do that, though. Thoughts, reactions to the Aaron Rodgers trade? We've had a little bit, a little bit of time to uh, let it sink in. I think. Uh, you guys think New York gave up too much? I don't. You don't think so? Do you have the full details? Because, because basically, yes. it seemed like they gave up a first and a second. Yeah, that's what it kind of boiled down to. So, and then, like everything else, kind of balanced out. Yeah, so the Jets got Rodgers, the fifteenth pick. And number 170 for this year, which I think is a fourth rounder or a fifth rounder. The Packers got 13, 42, 207. And then next season, it's a second round pick. But if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this coming season, that 24 turns into a first. So at best, it could be two firsts. Two firsts, a second, and two oh seven this year, which I believe is um, fifth round. But really, but really one first because swapped first. Correct. Right. Yeah, they get right. they gain a first round pick. Yeah, because they only moved thirteen they, to fifteen. They swapped yeah, they, thirteen to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I the. Think, ju- I mean, I think it was a good haul for the Packers, especially because yeah. everyone knew that's where. <laughs> Like, the Jets were, like, the only spot to go. Right. So it's not like the Packers kind of could just hold them hostage, which I, I assume that's what happened. That's why it took so long. Yeah, I think they um, kind of settled. And I'm not saying the Hall is bad at all, because I really like what the Packers got. But who just ripped ass? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you ever have farts that, like, sneak up and it kind of, like, tickles your balls or no? 
I can't say that I have. <laughs> oh my god, Kate, your eyes lit up. <laughs> that was surprising to me, bro. <laughs> Apologize um, for all the audio listeners out there. <laughs> Don't cut that, Austin. Leave that in. No, no, we're leaving that in. But um, what were we talking about? We're talking about the haul. It's a <laughs> it's a good haul for the Jets or for the Packers. I think they kind of got a little bit more, but I do like what they got. And now you got a chance to give Bryce Young or uh, Bryce Young, Jordan Love some protection, maybe bring in some skills guys and see what he's got. So. And give Garrett Wilson and those young guns over there and old head that knows what he's doing. And Lazar just went over there too. Oh, he went with him? Well, he signed a few months Lazar ago. Got a bag. Yeah, he got like six, sixty million. Yeah, like, Rogers called him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's make this deal. Yeah, but Packers now you got Christian Watson and whoever I would assume they're gonna draft a receiver at some point in the draft. Now we get to see how good Christian Watson really is. To see how good Jordan Love is, too. Yeah, if he, what if he flops? You think they go, they try to draft a quarterback, or they try to make a trade? Oh, they're gonna. I feel like they wanted to draft him, um, so high if they didn't have like high hopes for him. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna really like egg this thing on until they, until he's like their guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they draft a quarterback this year, but it's like. You gotta have a plan B. You gotta have a backup plan. Who is their backup? Fuck if I know. Let me pull it up. Wasn't it Matt Flynn? Wasn't it Matt Flynn for a while? I don't know who the hell Matt Flynn is. Matt Flynn's been out of the league for He was out of LSU. He's been out of the league for at least six years. Uh Danny Danny Etling is their backup right now, according to their depth chart. Seventh seventh round pick out of LSU in 2018. And Matt Flynn, I think Matt Flynn retired in 2015. Okay. Yeah, Danny Etling has zero snaps in the NFL. So, I don't know. It'd be interesting. We all knew what was happening, but we were all kind of just waiting around, twiddling our thumbs to see what the haul was going to be. The Jets are going to be good. Like I think they're going to be legit. The AFC is just is just loaded. Bro, the Jets are going to um, Jets will compete. They absolutely will compete with the Bills this year in the AFC East. Because they're they're going to be good on both sides of the ball. Finally, their defense is already insane. You add a Hall of Famer to that offense, which is what they needed. Like, <laughs> you, you know what the funniest thing about the the Jets is is like this like charade they keep trying to sell us with Zach Wilson um, I don't know if you saw the quote from the I think it was it was either their GM or their coach but there he was like this, I think this will be great for Zach to learn under a Hall of Fame quarterback I'm like just give it up like it's just you just fucked up you fucked yeah. up the pick yeah you should have taken fields you messed up just own it stop trying to stop trying to make the Zach Wilson thing work like it's pissing me <laughs> off. this is the second time Packers have made a hall of, or made a trade with the Jets for a Hall of Fame quarterback. Remember back when they, they traded Vaughn and Brett's, Brett's footsteps. Yeah, man. Hopefully not off. Hopefully not when he retires. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully Aaron can. Uh, well, he's all he's already on his own own path doing his own thing. So I think he'll be. He won't uh, follow in the Brett's footsteps, but. Steal welfare money. <laughs> 
Uh, let's do a gent or uh, let's do a draft, gents, shall we? So what we did is we went through the first fifteen picks, and what the three of us are gonna do is we're gonna draft as if we're playing GM. We will pick or who we we will talk about who we who we would draft with these positions. Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. So if if we're playing GM, this is the person we would draft. Right? I'm gonna kick thing I'm gonna kick things off followed by Gage and then Trent. And um we're just gonna talk talk prospects, talk uh things we may want or may expect to happen see th- we're just gonna run through it talk ball talk, talk ball, ball bro we're gonna talk ball see how much ball we know so um I am playing Panthers GM and did you guys first of all did you guys see that fake Twitter account come out and say Will Levis is telling his parents that he got a call from Carolina saying he's going number one I didn't do that. I think so, it was Reddit, wasn't it? Something, yeah. yeah. That was fake, bro. That was fake. His odds jumped or went down from like plus 4,500 4, to like plus 400 or something like that. You know, you know T-Big probably hammered it. Oh, he absolutely hammered it. He probably, he didn't tell a single one of us because he's like, oh, I'm keeping this value. I'm keeping this value. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, um, and again, before we start, I'm going to re- I'm going to emphasize this again. These are picks who we personally would take. We're going to debate each pick, but if if it's not what the experts are saying, that's the fucking point. Okay. If I'm the Panthers and I'm at number 1, I'm taking CJ Stroud. I know everybody's talking about Bryce Young, but I am taking CJ Stroud. Um from a pure quarterback Standard. I think Stroud is the better quarterback. I think Bryce Young is the better leader, and he's more athletic. But I think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. I think that, if we're just going to share our opinions, I think that C.J. Stroud... I, I disagree. I think C.J. Stroud would be the best quarterback if it was like 2004. The way the game's played now, I think you need more of a uh, off-script quarterback. Don't get me wrong, like on-script in a clean pocket, like in terms of just placement, playing the quarterback position. Um, I don't think there's anyone better than C.J. Stroud, and I think he's right up there with like a Joe Burrow in, in terms of oh he's able to, to operate from a clean pocket. I think where it gets messy is is off script, where Bryce Young is just so so gifted, in making things happen. Um, that CJ kind of behind. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a it's a far gap. If I'm the Panthers, and I don't have a great receiving core, a good O line, at least a solid O line, but go Bryce Young just because of that situation and I think he fits the modern NFL a little bit better. Yeah, I don't disagree with you that I don't think either one of them is a is the raw pick. I, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Young goes number one. I'm just saying. I just Stroud's the better quarterback to me. Yeah, with all that being said, um 
with my with the second pick in the NFL 2023 draft. Me as being the head GM of the Texans, I will take Bryce Young. But I agree with Trent. Um, I I think he is going to go number one, and I think Stroud will fall to two. Yeah. But I mean, you're getting you're getting the next level generational quarterback with either one of those guys. So can't go wrong with either one of them. But um, yeah, second pick, I'll take Bryce Young. Yeah, I had Stroud and Young at one and two, so we're all in the same boat there. So I am drafting for the Cardinals here at number three. And just to preface it, we're not doing any trades. Um, that'll get too messy. Just want to let the audience know. So I am going to pull the trigger on Jalen Carter um, out of Georgia, defensive tackle. Um, I know he, I think he's kind of fallen in mocks because of the off the field um, incident that happened. Um, but if you're just talking strictly on the field as a player, he was the best defensive player, also boy, and the best defensive player in the draft. So um, I'll go Jalen Carter here at number three. Yeah, at three, I think I would take Will Anderson. That's just me. J.J. Watt retires. They need an edge rusher. Anderson's best edge rusher, edge rusher in this draft. I'd go Will Anderson, but I don't think right, Jay- the, Cardinals, the Cardinals need a lot of shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, it's so good. That's a good you point. Can't, you can't go wrong. Will Anderson's not going to be a bad pick, and like I said, um, in terms of off the field, Will Anderson's probably the the safer pick. I think I think like pound for pound, like just in terms of just talent, Jalen Carter has a little more upside. Yeah, and so moving on to four with the Colts. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts traded up to number two. I'm not saying they will. I just wouldn't be surprised if they do. But um, for this, for the sake of what we're doing, um, I got them taking Anthony Richardson out of um, Florida. Obviously, Colts need a quarterback in one of probably four teams that absolutely need to draft a quarterback here. Um. I'm higher on Richardson more than I am on Levis. Um, He's more athletic. He's got a better arm. He's a little bit better of a playmaker. And he reminds me a lot of Cam Newton coming out of college. I don't think he's athletically as gifted as Cam Newton was. But you watch him play, and it's hard not to see Cam Newton. Well, in terms of, like, the testing stuff, I think he tested above Cam Newton. Yeah. They, in terms of like just combine, he's strictly the, um, essentially the greatest athlete that's ever <laughs> attempted to play quarterback. Yeah, pretty NFL. much. So, um, obviously Cam Newton was was just way better in college. Um, probably more instinctual. Um, the problem with Anthony Richardson is he's just not he's just not accurate. Right. Well, Josh Allen was accurate, so. It, I mean, it, things can change. I do like him over Levis as well. Um, I know the Colts have been kind of linked to Levis, though. So, yeah, yeah, I saw I saw that too. But, majors. Yeah, so I'm on the uh, the fifth pick, right, Seattle. Yep. Um, so this one's kind of interesting. I've read a lot of articles and whatnot about. 
I mean, how the top four picks are kind of floating around right now. No one really knows what's what's for certain. Um, there's been talk about Houston maybe trading down um, to get a D lineman instead of going the quarterback route. So this kind of affects what Seattle would do. Um, if I'm Seattle, I'm I'm putting all my chips in Geno Smith. I know a lot of mocks have uh, Richardson or Will Levis going quarterback. Um, they need help on the defensive side of the ball, man. They, I mean. They've been the Legion of Boom for so long, but they ranked dead last in rush defense last year. Uh, so with Jalen Carter gone, I think I think Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson is a good pick here. Um, but I think I think they need more help on the line. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the edge rusher of Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech with them. Yeah, that's who I got them taking also. If Anderson's there, I'd probably take Anderson over Wilson, but I do have Seahawks taking Tyree Wilson here. We're just we're sorry, Gage. We're we're a pro Geno pod. Absolutely, yeah, I absolutely. Think, I don't think anyone thinks they should take a quarterback here. Um, just let Geno roll, man. That's our guy. Yeah, I mean, Seahawks. They, they they need they need defense. They need help on the defensive side. They they put up decent numbers on the offensive side, but. 28 points for them wasn't good enough to win, and that should be enough to win an NFL game. So, any help. Yeah, and, and they just signed um, Jerron Reed and Draymond Jones to interior defensive linemen here. So, getting help on the edge would be huge, and I think it's a must for them. Yeah. I like them getting Tyree Wilson. All right, it looks like I'm up. Trent, you got a good one. I got the Lions here, right? Number six. Yep. And again, the Seahawks are at five because of the uh, Russell Wilson trade. And the Lions the Lions are at six because of the Stafford trade. They got this pick for Matt Stafford. Russell Wilson trade was just, was just one of the funniest things. <laughs> it was so bad. Um uh, Shout out to, to our guy Jamison Williams, all parlay at the team facility, six games. Him um, and uh, Quintez Cephas, right? Um, but I think we're all high on the lines this year. Um, and again, I think they roll with golf. I don't see why. If you're going to take a swing at a quarterback, I don't think Levis is the guy to do it. Um. And the fact that Will Anderson's still on the board is kind of would be a wet dream, I think, for for the the, the Lions here to pair him um, with with uh, what's his face Hutchinson, Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson um, would just be uh, a huge boost to that defense and and um, a quarterback nightmare. So go Will Anderson here. Um, I don't know if he falls this far, but if he does, I think the Lions would scoop him up. So that'd be that'd be a hell of a pairing. Yeah. The, uh, at the defense line, and they, you know, just looking at their roster here, they forgot they they grabbed C.J. Gardner Johnson in the off season, so they boosted their their secondary. Um, so all, all of a sudden, that defense is looking pretty nice. Yeah, if, if Anderson's there, you gotta take him. I got them taking uh, Christian Gonzalez, that corner from Oregon. You just mentioned they got. Gardner Johnson. They also signed uh, Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley, both corners. But I mean, and they traded. Um, yeah, they, they traded uh, Abuka or no, uh, no 
Akuda. Right. That's what I was look. That's that's that was my logic going in was Gonzalez coming out is arguably just as good as Okuda when he came out and getting solidifying that number one corner in my opinion is what they would do. But um, similar style too. Yeah. Corners. Yeah, they're built the same too. Um, I got the Raiders at seven. So they just signed Jimmy or not just, but they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and they have Jarrett Stidham who played a little bit last year. Would not be surprised one bit if they draft Levis or Hutt Richardson here, whichever one's available. But I would take Peter Skronsky, the tackle from Northwestern. Um, he's the best tackle in the draft. The Raiders struggle on the offensive line. And I would pick, I would take him and just bank on Jimmy, Grease, Jimmy G staying healthy. Because if he's not, next year's quarterback class isn't as good as this one is. But it's it's pretty fucking good with some of these guys coming out. So, yeah, I mean, it might be, it it could be as good. I mean, they they definitely have a, like a higher prospect, like number one overall, right. right? With Caleb Williams, yeah, and then, um, kid from Carolina, Drake May, come, he's eligible too, isn't he? Yeah, after next season. Although I'm not really sold on Drake May yet. I want to see a little more. I agree. I agree. All right, Gagers, your Falcons at eight. With the Atlanta Falcons at eight. That sounds interesting, too. Um, I mean, they need help all over the field as well. I think, I know running backs going first round are, are un, are un, uh, they're not very common. You're about to, um, you're about to do it, aren't you? You're doing it, wow. But, no, uh, I'm doing it, yeah. I'll take Bijan. <laughs> I, I think I think this 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 kid is crazy good, and this I think it's going to take a lot of stress off of Cordell. I know he's really comfortable in the backfield, but I think spreading him out wide, even putting him in the slot or running a two back set with both of them back there, um, could be deadly. I mean, it's going to take a lot of the pressure off of of Ritter if, if he's still going to be their starter next year. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. I mean, they need help on the defensive side too, and that's what a lot of the mocks got them doing. Yeah, taking defensive help, but let's have some fun here. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it, brother. I, I that think. Would be, I mean, if Ritter, if Ritter hit, I mean, I I liked what I saw last year. I don't know, sound like they're like super sold on him, but I thought he looked solid. Um, that could be a really good offense, but like you mentioned, that deep the defense. Yeah. Front seven, like they're just gonna need so much help. Um, yeah, I got them taking Miles Murphy, the kid out of Clemson. Clemson, yeah. I mean, Gage, to your point, they they second to last in the NFL in sacks, eighth worst in terms of yards per carry. I mean, Miles Murphy's three down guy. He can play all play anywhere on the line. Six five, two eighty. Yeah, I like the Bijan pick though. I like getting frisky. Trent, your Bears, brother. My Bears, yeah. I could go a lot of different directions here. God, I wish um, I wish I was the Bears GM in real life, bro. This team would yeah. be so fun right now. 
would be fun. Um, man, you could go lines, protect fields. Um, you still got Paris Johnson out there. Get him another weapon, but I think their defense needs too much help. Um, so. You know what? I'm going to surprise some people here. This might be a reach, but I think this dude is going to be a really good player. I'm going to take Nolan Smith, edge out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Bears need guys to get off to get after the the, uh, the passer, and they, I'm sure if they stayed at number one, um, they would have taken Will Anderson or, or Carter or uh, Tyree Wilson. So. Getting someone like Nolan's with Nolan Smith, who has comps to um, at, um, God, my football brain is completely off. Micah Parsons. Um, they said a, a lot of teams will look to use him like like the Cowboys use Micah Parsons. So I just think that that that's a good fit for that defense. He could be an impact player right away. Maybe getting eight to ten sacks his rookie year. So. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a reach because he is on the lighter side in terms of his his weight, but I think he he's going to be a stud. He was he was a top uh, recruit too. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Nolan Smith is a beast. I got him. I got the Bears taking Jalen Carter, but for all the reasons you just talked about, how they need help defensively. But yeah, he's gone in our our. our yeah, hospital. and for our sake, he is gone. So Nolan Smith is not a bad pick at all. So, you out over there, big fella? Yeah, just getting a little adjusted. We're good. Um, so, the Eagles at 10. So, this one is is uh, is weird. <laughs> because 10 is like that one... Pl- like, I was going to have them take Bijan, but for the sake of what we're doing... We can't do that right now. And I also have them trading this pick. <laughs> so, for the sake of what we're doing... Um, I, I know you want to take him. Take take the uh, take that uh, third receiver to go right in the slot. Yeah, dude, he'd be so nice. That would be... That would be incredible. I mean, that... that that offense would be just unstoppable. He would be so nice on that team, bro. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, You know what? See, they don't need a whole lot, bro. The Eagles are so fucking good. They need a little bit of help on the, need a little bit of help on the D-line. They lost, um, they lost what? Hargrave to... Gage's Niners, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have them taking... This might be a little bit of a reach. But John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, is a fucking unit. I know he's a center and they just re-signed Jason Kelsey, but the Schmitz kid can play guard. Six foot four, three twenty. 320. He was the highest rated center in college football last year. Let's take him because, yeah, just for the sake of what we're doing, let's go Michael Carter-Schmitz or John Carter-Schmitz. 
Dan, I can't even say his name. John Michael Schmitz. I'm sitting here looking at Jalen Carter's picture. John Michael Schmitz. But, wow. But in real life. Any of these mocks. It is a reach, but in real life, in real life, in my opinion, I have them trading this pick to either Tampa Bay or Washington, and whoever gets this pick takes Will Levis. Wait, did did Jason Kelsey retire? No, they brought him back on a one-year deal. Yeah, he's probably he's probably got one more year. The Eagles probably will. Now that you mention it, the Eagles are. Eagles are so good at this. It kind of makes me mad. Like I have a, I have a buddy that's like a huge Eagles fan, and it's just like how well they're run. Um, they'll probably trade it and get another first round pick. They just went to the damn Super Bowl with tenth pick in the draft. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of bullshit. Um, they'll and, probably flip it for another first round pick next year. So yeah, and this was part of the, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the Saints pick from last year. The Saints, Saints traded up in the first round to get Olave, and they gave up this pick in order to get him. So, all right, Gage, you're playing Titans, and all the quarterbacks are gone. I'm, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna roll with probably the best offensive tackle in the in the draft here. Um, Tennessee is, I won't say they're a complete team, but they 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 definitely have they definitely have guys. That that are that can be put on a field and, and make plays when when times are called. I know a lot of the offense relies on Derrick Henry, but I think getting an O lineman to give Tannehill more time because I feel like every time I watch the Titans play, that fucker was always on the ground. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Paris Johnson uh, from Ohio State and the ten the eleven spot here for Tennessee. I like it. And they're a run first team. I think you just said that. So, yeah, I got them taking Osiris, Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. But I wouldn't be surprised if they take Paris Johnson at all. Cool. <laughs> so I, I have the Texans, and this is their second pick. Um, Gage, you took Bryce Young, second pick, right? Yep. Trent, so, Trent, you know where the Texans got this pick from, right? They got this from um, my brownies. Cool. And, uh, oh, my God, the Hawks might win this game. They're up two with one second left. Stand by. Uh, what just happened? Who just hit a shot? Trey Young hit a three. Trey Young just hit a three with two seconds left. Wow. So that goes. So Dejounte Murray didn't play in this game. So that could go back to. He's got thirty-eight and thirteen today. Jesus. Guys, what? What do you guys think about Jason Tatum? I think he's overrated. As what? A yes, I think Jason Tatum is overrated by the media. Every time I look at the damn box score, he's shooting like two for eight from three. Jalen Brown's carrying. Eric White's carrying. I, I, I'd have to agree. But but then there are some nights where you look at the box score and he scores 45 on 60% shooting. True. He'll probably get a game winner right here. But He's inconsistent. He is. He's, he's, he's too inconsistent to be like considered like a top like five to 
player in the league. Bro, he averaged like, he 30 this year. What do you mean? Well, that's because he drops 50s and 60s, and then he does like 10 and 12s. Okay, you ready for this? Listen. If he was if he was on no, no. a team that was loaded like this, bro, you guys are fucking you guys are smoking crack. 20 or 31, 29, 29, 25, 21, 19, 39, 40, 28, 34, 36. Hold on. Other than Very that, inconsistent if you ask me. Yeah, hella inconsistent. The, the 19, you can't you can't score less than 20 as an all-star. No way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also, you said you said yourself you don't watch the NBA. I don't, but I, I know I know Jason Tatum isn't inconsistent. It's over. The Hawks won. Wow! I missed a shot at the buzzer. No surprise. Damn, was probably Jalen Brown. Did. Yeah, pricked a three. Thank <laughs> <Right> you. <on cue. laughs> All right, Trent, pick for the Texans, bro. I'm not saying he's not like a top like twelve player in the league. I just don't think he's top five. You know what I mean? No, you just said top ten. You said top five or top ten, but now he's top twelve. He's he's, he's probably so he's the, so he's the eleventh best player. Is what you're saying? I mean, hold on. Yeah. I mean, man, know. man is rattled right now. He's on the clock. He's getting the call. He is. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So. All right, let's get back on track. I have, uh, yeah, I have the Texans. At 12. Yeah, I have the Texans at 12. Uh, Gagers took Bryce Young at 2. This is a no-brainer for me. Uh, top 5 player. A real top 5 player. Um, this time in the NFL draft. It's my guy. The best receiver in college football. Besides Marvin Harrison Jr. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, he's just a stud. Like he he there's not a flaw in his game is maybe his um, his long speed and if he can win outside but he's going to be productive right away I I see him having kind of like a Cooper Cup maybe not to that level but like that's that's his best case scenario um, but he's got all the same skills and skill set that Cooper Cup has so I think he's a stud and I could see him. You know, having a rookie year where he's catching any balls, thirteen hundred yards. So right away, right away, impact player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I got him. I I would compare him to probably like an Olave type of first half or uh, first season. Just um, in terms of the stats. Yeah, yeah, I mean they need receivers well, too. Olave put up what eleven 1, hundred yards, something like that. Eleven 1, hundred yards, I think it was seven touchdowns, but. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think he's he's just an instant. Yeah, um, like he was the best receiver on a team with Garrett Lave or <laughs> Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. So that's all you need to know. Yeah, no, I love that. I have the Texans taking Lucas Van Ness, who's a D lineman from Iowa, but um, I had the Packers at thirteen taking uh in Jigba. Pair him up with um, what's his name, Christian Watson. But um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Dalton Kincaid here for the Packers at 13. Tight end, tight end out of uh, Utah gives you another pass catcher because I don't think 
any of these receivers other than Njigba are worth taking this high. But um, Kincaid, Kincaid gives you a good blocking tight end. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they take Michael Mayer from Notre Dame either. But Kincaid gives you a little bit better receiving threat. Puts another weapon in the offense. So, But I have them. To, I have the Packers taking Njigba there. But for the sake of this, we'll go uh, Dalton Kincaid. I love Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, he's a stud. Stud. Absolute stud. So I have New England at 14. Um, to wrap up my draft, a lot of the mocks have them taking a cornerback, that cornerback from uh, from Illinois. Yeah, or uh, Witherspoon. The cornerback from, from Penn State. Joey Paul. Um, I'm going to stay on, on the offensive side of the ball here and like kind of going against what you just said, Austin, about the wide receivers outside of Njigbo. Um, it's either a toss-up between Zay Flowers or Jordan Adson for me um, from Boston College and USC, but I'll, I'll roll with, uh, with Zay Flowers. I don't know if you guys ever watch any Boston College football. It's not the most entertaining stuff, but when they do throw the ball, they always throw it to him, and that dude's always making plays. Um but yeah, I'll, I'll close out the draft with, with another offensive weapon there. Hey, bro, they just signed uh, Juju. What do you mean? My boy's just ran hot right now. <laughs> I would die to watch Austin College football today. Like, I just miss college football that much. <laughs> Me too, bro. I didn't know where you're going with that, but I agree. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. I miss it every day. I yeah. cannot wait for it to be It's my favorite. This is where this is where I got um, Paris Johnson going is New England. Mm. I, yeah, tra- I- pair pair Paris Johnson's up with uh, Trent Brown. Give me a break. All right, Trent. Um, Paris Johnson's gone. I know. I'm just saying my my. Who would you pick instead? Yeah. No, I, Gage just picked, uh, what's his name? Oh, for the Patriots? Yeah. Who, yeah, the, who the fuck the did you just take? Wait, Gage, who did you pick? Oh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. We still got a couple, like, really good corners on the board. Yeah. Um, Devin Witherspoon, who I think will go Illinois, who's kind of a stud. Tough motherfucker. Joey G or Joey J, baby. Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter. Problem is, I'm with the Jets and they don't really need corners. <laughs> um, so. They can upgrade from that sauce guy. Yeah, they'd probably move off of him after his year, I would think. Yeah, probably yeah. small. Uh, um, so, when I think about the Jets and what they might need, um,. Yeah, I don't really know how much secondary help they need. Receivers look nice. I guess we could go O-line here, right? Um, that's although, where, I don't know when the next O-line... That's where I got them going. Iowa, maybe? How about the, the tackle from... Uh, see? Darnell Wright? I like that. Um, because they have... I'm just thinking, trying to think of the Jets roster right now. Um, but they have a hole at one of the tackle positions. It is, they yeah. A, they have Mackay Becton, but then their other one, um, 
Max Mitchell, he was hurt all of last year. He wasn't hurt, but he yeah. didn't, he didn't play all of last year. He had some blood clots or something. And even Becton has been banged up. Yeah, I like. So I, I, like I think it. we go tackle here. Um, you got you got your quarterback now with Rodgers. Um, you could maybe go. You could maybe reach and go. Your um, Gibbs. No, no, you got break. You got you got Brees Hall. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, so let's go tackle here. Let's let's sure up. Um, we'll move we'll move him to right tackle, and um, we'll 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 protect our uh, new quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah, I like that. I like I got him going. Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia. Gotcha. But I do have him going lineman. Um, Trent, you just mentioned Jameer Gibbs. He's one of these guys I have on here as not a sleeper, but someone who's not getting as much attention as they probably should, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he looks electric, like with the ball. Um, I mean, other than Bijan Robinson, he's by he's by far the second best running back, in my opinion, in the draft. Yeah, this is kind of a weak running back draft, I would think, outside of those top two, right? Yeah, I mean, you got him, and then you got I think who's going to be really good is Tajay Spears, the kid out of Tulane. Um, oh yeah. Um, Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet out of UCLA, he could be good. But yeah, I mean Gibbs. What what did I see? He had 487 career touches, four fumbles, none of them were lost, and he only had two drops out of 104 receptions. Or he had 104 receptions and only two drops. Um, kid's a stud. You know who gets height like who um started to get some buzz that I don't really understand. It's it's not – it's just kind of how I feel as, like, an NFL best part of it. But, like, Hendon Hooker, I just don't think that that's going to transfer to the NFL. Just watching that Tennessee offense where it looks nothing like what you see on Sundays. You don't think so? It just looks like he stands still. He gets the ball, he stands still, and then just throws a go ball. It's like – yeah, it's get, like the opposite of like what Bryce Young is doing. So I just think like I think the fact that he's an older prospect too is going to hurt him, and he's coming off an injury. So I just don't think that. I don't. Th- I think he could fall in the draft. It's easy to stand there and throw a go ball when you got Jalen Hyatt just running, running down the field. Yeah, and you're running a Mickey Mouse offense. <laughs> I'm excited though, bro. I think this this draft is gonna be a lot of fun. I think there's gonna be some weird shit happen, and everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Do any of our teams even have a pick in the first round? Yeah, Saints pick uh, 29th, I believe it is. Yeah, 29th with the um, Sean Payton deal, or because of the oh, Sean, yeah. because of the Sean Payton deal. The Niners don't have a pick. No, hopefully, so, hopefully Saints go. Oh, de- hopefully they go defensive Wolves. line. Yeah, Gage was Trey Lance a Niner in two years or a season from now. I think so. Would you rather... Sorry, go ahead. Would you say you? Would you rather what? I was going to say, would you rather trade three first-round picks for Trey Lance or three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson? Because that's what our teams just did. 
I don't even know, dude. Like, like, are you asking what I have, Watson or Trey Lance, basically? Uh, I mean, I guess it, you got to factor in his con- uh, Watson's contract too. I still, the thing is, like, I still, still believe in Trey Lance. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't think he ever got his feet wet enough. That's a problem. Yeah. Hurting his guys, first, just, what, he, first couple weeks. He just dabbled his toe in there. He didn't get the whole foot I liked, in. I liked him in the draft. Like, I would have taken fields for him, but I, I would, sure as hell wouldn't have taken fucking Wilson or, or Mac Jones um, over Trey Lance. So, I don't know. I think they should still give him a chance. I know they got big Doc Brock over there, but. Yeah, no, I think, I think Trey Lance would be the man. I really do. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else to add before we dip out here? That's a longer episode, wasn't it? It was, man. It was good, though. Talked about a lot. Excited. Start talking. All right, boys. Until next time. See you guys. Peace. Peace.